right, welcome into yet another edition, a championship weekend edition of the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast. He is the All-Pro receiver, TJ Hushmanzada, Rob Parker, the uh, Ink Wretch Stain reporter, whatever you want to call me. What up, TJ? Rob, what's going on, man? Man, we had some uh, crazy football. We're down to the final four. We're going to get into all that, our bets, our picks, all that coming up. But first, there's some topics we need to jump on and talk about. Let's start with Philip Rivers, who announced that he's going to retire 17 years in the NFL, 15 years as a starter. And right away, TJ, the debate about whether or not he's a Hall of Famer, I'm going to hold my opinion. I want to hear what you have to say first. Oh, man, that's that's tough. I, I would say if he got in, I would feel he deserved it. And if he didn't get in, I could say, oh, okay, I can see why. Um, and Phillip Rivers came in in the era of it, it was more of a run first type of league. Had LT, the Chargers ran the ball a lot, was Schottenheimer as a head coach. And he played long enough to where he was able to get into this passing league now to where he was able to put up monster stats. And I, I was talking to somebody today about the Hall of Fame is really more of the Hall of Winners, really, to be honest with you, because there's some Hall of Fame players that aren't in the Hall of Fame because their teams didn't win, and you can't really control who you get drafted to. And, and so I would say he's probably going to get in, and if he does, he deserves it. And if he does not, I could see why he didn't win a Super Bowl. He was very effective with limited mobility. He was tough. He had a, a swag about him that was different but super confident in himself. Um he would have been a quarterback that I would have wanted to play with because he wants to get his receivers the ball and he really doesn't have a choice because he can't move, but he was accurate and he was a big dude. Um, but yeah, I, I would say it, it's borderline. If he got in, can't complain. And if he doesn't, you say, oh, okay, I see why. All right. Ask me if you, if, if I think he belongs in. I'm going to assume you're going to say no, but Mr. Rob Parker, do you think Phillip Rivers deserves to be in a, a pro football hall of fame? No way. No how, TJ, it ain't the hall of the very good. Here's the problem. Phillip Rivers has more kids than playoff wins. I mean, let's just call it like it is. <laughs> that is true. I mean, he's five and seven in the playoffs. And I got some other numbers that are shocking, okay? Um, 17 years, 15 years as a starter. They only went to the AFC Championship game one time. I mean, that... that Is that when they the lost time. to New England? Yep. That's the only okay. time they went. And when you look at some of the players that he's played with, I mean, he had players. LaDamelin, Tomlinson, right? Sean Merriman, uh, Antonio Gates. It wasn't like there were no players there. Antonio Cromartie, right? Like, they, they had... I mean, and he played with... These guys aren't Hall of Fame receiver as of yet, but Vincent Jackson was a really good receiver. Keenan Allen now is a is a good receiver. Um, it, it's tough because when you play, and again, I told you I had this discussion with someone earlier today, when you play 17 years and you're a starter as long as he was, you're going to put up 
enormous numbers that show I belong from a numbers perspective. Um, but do you really deserve to get in when you start for 15 years and you're throwing for 4,000 yards a year minimum, you've thrown for 60,000 yards. You're, you have a great chance of getting in. Here's the other part. This is why I say no. Ultimately, it ain't just about that. He didn't go to the Super Bowl or he didn't win a Super Bowl. TJ, there are five quarterbacks who are in the Super who are in the Hall of Fame who did not win a Super Bowl. Okay, Dan Faust, Warren Moon, Dan Jim Marino, Kelly, Dan Marino, and Fran Tarkenton. Here's the difference between why they're in and he's not. All of those quarterbacks were first team all pro. Guess how many times Phillip Rivers was all pro? First team all pro. Zero. Twice. Wow, Zero. I had I I was that twice. Wow. Okay, here's another one. Ask me how many times he was second team all pro. Once. Zero. Those are those are two. You were never the best quarterback, first or second. Seriously, think about that. You played that long compiled that many numbers, and I get it. There were a lot of great quarterbacks during his era, but that tells you he wasn't in there with them. You should have at least been a first-team All-Pro. You said it. You did that how many times? Twice? And, and I was an All-Pro twice. Yes. I think I was I was first-team once, second-team another time. But that's why you that All-Pro media guy, Rob Parker, because you help here dropping gems on him. And now that you say that, yeah, if that's the case, um, it's tough. Right. It's tough to put him in if it's the Hall of Fame. This is the best of the best. Um, because, again, I can name four or five guys that I think deserve to get in, but because they weren't on winning teams consistently, they're not. No, no doubt about it. All right. Speaking of the Hall of Fame, this guy's going to make it to the Hall of Fame, obviously, Drew Brees. But let's just be honest. He was god-awful on Sunday against Tampa Bay. Basically turned the game the game away. The three drives that way he threw interceptions and set them up on short fields. Tom Brady didn't move the ball. He didn't have a magical day, as people like to fantasize about it. Uh, 199 yards. But the three interceptions, the uh, fumble, which was huge as well. So they had four turnovers. But here's the other part. Tampa's secondary is not great, TJ, but they could pinch Drew Brees because they knew he couldn't throw the ball over their heads. Like, like they knew his arm strength wasn't there, so they were able to do that. But what did you make of Drew Brees? And I, I'm hoping he's going to NBC any minute now. It, it kind of it sucks for him to have the type of career that you have and go out that way. And I was telling my wife, I said, wow, this is crazy. His last NFL play was an interception. Right. The last play of his NFL career, if it is, if he does retire, it was an interception. And, and so it just got to the point where, like, they brought Jameis Winston in just to throw, in essence, a seam route. Um, and you saw he got the ball over there secondary. Yeah, and, and so it just, to me, it shows you how good of a coach Sean Payton is, how he can scheme you up that they could have the amount of success that they had this year, despite the limitations that they felt Breeze had. But Breeze is also, he he knows his limitations. He'll get the ball out quick. He'll slow that rush down. 
get five or six yards on first down, three or four on second. Now we're in third and manageable, third and short. And, and so Brady did not play bad. Brady didn't make the mistake. He made one mistake. Marshawn Lattimore didn't make him pay for it. He dropped that pick. And we knew this game was going to come down to who won the turnover battle. And I believe once Brady saw Breeze commit those two turnovers, Brady told himself, if I protect the ball, we're going to win. And he played accordingly. He didn't have to be Superman because he saw that Breeze was basically helping the Bucks out. No, and, and, and so Brady, what he didn't do to impact the game physically, he did that mentally. And that kind of goes unnoticed that he saw what was going on and he wasn't going to take chances to put his team in a hole. No, I, I understand what you're saying, but but that was gift wrap. I mean, that was really bad by Drew Brees. Another quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, got rocked, and uh, you you know you saw the video. You saw when he got up and and you know yeah. legs. You, have you had concussions like that where you couldn't get up or you were? Oh, <laughs> what is that like? And how long does it take you to get back? You know, on the radio, Chris Boussard and I we kind of talked about, it, and I was like. Does it make you gun shy a little bit? You know what I mean? The first time you get back out there after. after I, I wasn't, I, but I was, I was a little different too, though, as a receiver, I didn't really care, but I, I, I probably had a concussion at least four or five times a season. But wow. one, one that I really remember was, uh, we're playing the chargers and it was a shootout. You can go look this game up. We lost 40 something to 40 something. And me and Chad were both balling. And I got knocked out in the third quarter. I was running a pass, running a route, and I got hit early, and it knocked my helmet off. I got the PI call, right? But when my helmet got knocked off, I got hit again. Wow! Did you and get hit in the head, though, right? Y yes, I got hit in the head, and so I was completely knocked out for like four or five minutes. And the funny wow. thing is, you can go on YouTube. My helmet rolled, 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 and it rolled right next to my head like it was a pillow. Literally what? landed right. Yes, literally landed right next to my head. I got to um, I wasn't able to continue. And it, the funny thing is, like, I'm on a sideline. I could not remember anything. I don't. I didn't remember the play. I didn't remember plays leading up to that play. And then after about five or ten minutes, it just starts to come back. And you know, I'm feeling good now. I'm like, let me get my helmet. They wouldn't let me back in. And that wasn't even how it was now, like the rules back then were much lenient, a lot right, lenient. They knew that they knew that you shouldn't go back in. Like I know in those days you used to go, guys used that's they used to grab their helmets, give them some smell oh. right? And and you would go back in. Yeah. And, but I played the next week, but there, there'll be times in a game where you go hit somebody and you see stars, like it's a cartoon, you kind of black out a second and you just go right back to the huddle. That happens often, very often. And so, once I saw Mahomes stumble, I knew. I said, oh, that's it. There's no way they can put him back in the game. Right. Um, but when you watch the replay, it was almost like, where did it come from? He didn't get hit in the head. Um, his head hit the ground, but it wasn't hard. No, I was surprised um, that I agree with you when I saw that. Sometimes, you know, if you see the guy's head jerk or get yeah. hit helmet to helmet or something, but it did seem like that. But, he, but when he got up, he was definitely on uh, – Woozy Street. So that. Oh yeah, he was he he was in that boxing ring, and his them legs they were not underneath him for sure. He didn't have his legs underneath him. No doubt. All right. Last thing before we get to our picks, we'll go over. We'll go with uh, Martin Weiss, our producer, about last week. 
But uh, it looks like, uh, you know, that not that many head coaching jobs left, that Eric Bieniemy could wind up being shut out. He's been a, you know, African-American coach looking for an opportunity. He's done nothing but win in Kansas City with Patrick Mahomes as the offensive coordinator. And TJ, you see Dan Campbell got a job in Detroit, never was a coordinator. I'm not saying that guys don't, don't get a shot. Got a six-year contract. I'm seeing these things. What is going on? And it, it, it's got to be depressing if you're a black assistant coach looking for an opportunity. It's not fair. Life isn't fair. And, and I get that. But this is really crazy because Doug Peterson, Matt Nagy, oh, they were fast-tracked because they were with the Chiefs and coaching Mahomes. Right. But now, but now that it's the enemy, it's Andy Reid gets the credit. It's Andy Reid. Well, why wasn't it Andy Reid for those two as well? And, and, and so you see a Dan Campbell, he's a former player. So was Eric Bieniemy. Dan Campbell's not calling plays. Yeah, can Dan Campbell um, lead a meeting room? Yeah, I mean, his size, he's intimidating. He, he can command. A, who says Eric Bieniemy because he's not the stature of Dan Campbell can't get in front of a team and do the same thing? It's just really crazy that we're good enough to play, but we're not good enough to coach. And this is a true story. Like, I've had so many coaches that I know the game way better than, way better. Like, it's comical that they actually would have the nerve to try to coach, but because their friend is a coach, they get a job and they really don't know what they're doing. And, and, and so, I'm I'm not the only player that will tell you this. There's plenty of players that will tell you they've played for tons of coaches that didn't know the game like they did. And so hopefully there's two uh, openings left with Houston and Philly. Maybe he gets one of those. But the fact that he looks like he's going to get passed over again, um, it's unfortunate. I think I'm with you on this. It is a bad look for the NFL. This should, th th we shouldn't be here again with all the openings that, that we're down this road again and the same thing keeps happening. And I think, it's, I think it's bad. Now, here's the other one I wanted to bring up. Todd Haley, when he was the Chiefs head coach, he never even played football. You know, he played golf in college, but his dad, yes. right? was uh, in the NFL and a player personnel guy or whatever and got him on that fast track. Here's a guy who didn't even play football. Like, like, all right, you don't have to make it to the NFL, but you probably should have played football at some point, don't you think? Like, yes. So, so we've seen this before, but this is bad. And the enemy for See, two Belichick, years bro, Belichick has shown, Belichick has shown, he's made people really think, oh, you don't have to play to be a good coach. I mean, Belichick is a unicorn and there are not many of them. Right. And, and, and that that's the biggest thing. No it, doubt. It, it's, I mean, you see a Brandon Staley. He was a defensive coordinator for one year. One year. Now he's a head coach. Arthur Smith called plays in Tennessee, I believe, for two or three years. I'm not a, certain. Okay. He's a head coach now. And Eric Bieniemy is the offensive coordinator of one of the best offenses in the league. Even though Andy Reid calls the plays, he's still coordinating that offense. He's still leading those meetings. And so, again, 
two openings left. You never know what can happen. What's your um, gut? What's your gut? Will, will the enemy get one of those? Will he get the, the Texans job? I, I believe the Texans to try to pacify Deshaun Watson. They might. Um, I, I, I believe they'll do that. But I also believe behind closed doors, Deshaun Watson is going to let it be known that don't hire the enemy because I still want out. And so if you're hiring it to convince me to stay, don't do that. And, and so I believe that has been it. I think that's been relayed and they'll probably won't hire him. But it is, it's crazy when you sit here and look at it and say, oh, he's going to be the first one off the board. And here he is overlooked again. Yeah, it's a bad look for the NFL. No doubt about it. A league that's 75% black, 70% black. It just... There's got to be guys who should be given opportunities just like the other guys. And the problem with the NFL, and you notice, know nepotism and racism. Plain and simple. Oh, nepotism at its finest. It's big time nepotism in the NFL, big time. All right. Now let's bring in Martin Weiss, our uh, producer. We'll talk about last week. Before we do that, Rob, let me tell you why the playoffs are my favorite time of year, and it's because I can't wait to bet all the action this weekend on FanDuel Sportsbook. And if you've never tried FanDuel before, the playoffs are the perfect time to give it a shot because right now, new users get an exclusive 25 to 1 odds boost on any team to win during the championship round this weekend. That's right, 25 to 1 odds, any team, any game this weekend. I personally am going to take my 25 to 1 odds and bet it on the NFL MVP. That's right, not Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers cover the three points against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But whatever you pick, just don't miss out on this exclusive offer because on FanDuel Sportsbook, it's easy to use, you get your money back fast, and every time, almost every day, there's some crazy big like 25 to 1 odds, big super boost every weekend. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app, use promo code LP3 so they know the Lemon Pepper Parlay podcast sent you. That's right, FanDuel Sportsbook, promo code LP3. All right, so last week we will start with the Rams and the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are six and a half point favorites. And TJ, uh, the guy you just mentioned, Brandon Staley, his number one defense was getting straight gashed. They got by, killed. Uh, Aaron. Wait a minute! Could you Jones. believe how? Could you believe what the Packers did to that defense? And I, I was. And, and I watched that game before anybody said, "Well, you know, Donald wasn't there." Whatever, the Packers were missing their uh, All-Pro uh, left tackle. Left tackle. So don't act like they weren't missing anybody. Yeah, Packers I was. Win, I was shocked. No, go ahead. I want to hear. 18. Yeah, Packers oh, win thirty-two to eighteen. That was. I mean, and it was an ass whooping of epic proportion they had no answer like the 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 rams defense literally had no answer the the packers are able to run the ball they were able to throw the ball they pretty much did whatever they wanted to do and it was shocking because the rams had been so stout on defense and it just goes to show you because aaron donald was 100 percent. he is that important he's the reason staley is a head coach now because he's so disruptive that it made it look like, man, this dude Staley is doing a hell of a job with his X and O's and his defensive play calling. But then when you got the best D lineman in league not available, you see what happens. 
It was amazing. All right, so what do we got on that, Martin? Let's do it again because I didn't hear you. <laughs> well, Rob, <laughs> I'll say it again. Congratulations. You got the win. DJ, you did not, unfortunately. That was a tough one. Saturday was you. a bad day for me. Saturday was a bad day. That's all right. Rob's britches will shrink a little bit here because we'll go to the Ravens up in Orchard Park, New York, in Buffalo, where the, they were getting three points. You guys both like Lamar and the Ravens, and uh, Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills beat them 17-3, to and uh, it was pretty much over as soon as Lamar Jackson threw that pick six. Yeah, but you know what, TJ? Baltimore had all the stats and, and more first downs, everything. Your kicker misses two kicks early, right? I mean, that, that hurts you. And then it's a 14-point turnaround. You're about to tie the game. You throw a pick, right? And then they score on it. So that, 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 that changed the whole game. Buffalo played all right, but they weren't great to me. They weren't great. It was Baltimore's inability to cash in when they got in the red zone. And then Justin Tucker, who's the best kicker in the league, you just don't expect them to miss those kicks. And he makes those as a 17-9 game. If Lamar doesn't throw that pick, maybe it's 10 to 12 because it's not a pick six now. So it's a 12 10. I mean, you, it, the game can just turn in so many different ways. But Buffalo, they did what they were supposed to do. They didn't make the mistakes. Baltimore did. They capitalized on them. TJ, what is it like? I mean, I know that you've played on a lot of losing teams, but when you have a kicker that goes out there in a game, you have to win. And he misses in the first quarter, second, like early in the game, like when you're trying to establish yourself. What what is that? Is that something that? Because I mean, Justin Tucker misses those field goals, and I feel like it took a lot of wind out of Baltimore. Nah, you know what, Martin? To be honest with you, if and this is the truth, if your kicker has struggled to make kicks or you don't believe in him, yes, it kind of takes the winds out of yourselves. But if he's a Justin Tucker and he rarely misses, you're just as shocked as he is. you like, what, did he just miss? Like, you don't really get pissed off about it because he's been so good. Now, you look back on it and say, damn, I can't believe he missed those kicks. But during the course of the game, he was, he's been so good, not just this year, for years, that I don't even believe it registers until you sit back and analyze it afterwards. I'll say no, this, too. If Adam Vinatieri wasn't as good as he was, you know, the Tom Brady conversation would be that guy made how many how many Super Bowls did he end? Come on, TJ, where he made game winning kicks. He did. Had he said one or two, it would have changed everything. Rob, he had to get in position. Uh, I'm just to saying, make game winning kicks. I understand that, but I'm still yeah. saying, had he missed a couple, it would change yeah. the narrative. Because of you remember course. those early Super Bowls, they never won one by more than three points. It was but, always, every game was close. But you got to, all those Super Bowls that they did win by a field goal, somebody had to go from one point of the field to another point of the field I don't to put you in position to right. kick the field goal. Uh, <laughs> okay. All right, all right. So we'll go on from uh, Rob, sneak dissing Tom Brady. Yeah, <laughs> who most, most people think is Tom Brady's heir, heir apparent as the GOAT, Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Cleveland Browns. You guys both took the Browns and the points, and it turned out to be fruitful. It, you guys got it at 10. It closed at 8. 
And uh, the final spread was five. And I'll be honest, it's not a very popular take right now, but this is a game I feel like Cleveland should have won in the fourth quarter. They could have won Dog, when Mahomes went out, it seemed like their offense just slowed down. It was so crazy. They've had that game. Dude, third and 15, and you really let Chad Haney scramble for 14 yards? R- really? You let him scramble for 14 yards on third and 15? Can't do it. Right. Can't have no. it. No. Can't have it. Because if they get I mean, that ball back with two minutes left, they're going to go down to score. Yep. And, they're going to go down to score. And Andy Reid took a big gamble. I That was to throw that ball in that situation. It could be a drop. You know what I mean? Something could have happened there. You would have given them the ball at, at – at uh, midfield, midfield. With a minute to go. you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. like I, that, that was a very gutsy call. It worked out, but I thought he was crazy. Even, you know, they're paying Tony Romo, what, $16 million to do the game. Did you hear what he said right before that play? Yeah. Oh, they're not going to run a play here. They, you could tell by the body language. What? What? It was, hey, no guts, no glory, they say, huh? I guess. So I'm two I'll three say, so far, right? I'm good. So far. Yeah, just hold so on. Far. Just hold on. Just hold on. You're one for three. Stop. Over and unders, right. baby. So Bucks and the Saints and the geriatric bowl. TJ, you had the Bucks. Rob, you had the Saints. We talked about that one enough. There's no need to recap the fact that the Saints had one of the best coaches and quarterbacks in the league for 15 years and ended up in one Super Bowl out of it, you know, so there's no need to recap all of that for a Salty Saints fan. But uh, Buccaneers went out. No, you had to be salty to see that debacle. Terrible. Honestly, honestly, the level, I wasn't that salty because it, now salty is when the refs don't call pass interference or when Marcus Williams doesn't tackle Stephon Diggs. No, but like seriously, that's a game. Drew Brees went out there and just flat lost it. He lost it. It's over, and it was over two years ago. But it just they just kept running into. And the Saints. Let's be honest though. The Saints got a lot of calls in that second half to keep first to keep drives going. Illegal contact, passing. They got a ton of calls um, on third down that kept drives going. It very much would have been if the Saints had somehow found a way to win that game. I probably would have felt, or uh, what is it? Buccaneers fans would have felt the way that most Saints fans has felt in the playoffs because that's a game they should have lost. Yeah. Yeah. So now, Rob, feel free to uh, shrink that big head as we get into the over and under section of the the uh, of the podcast recap. Is the Rams and the Green Bay Packers where that number was forty five and a half? You guys both took the under. And that did not go because that, that totaled out at 50. Ravens and the Bills total 50 and a half. TJ, you took the under. Rob, you took the over. And uh, you're just 30 points short there. Just, that's it. Just 30 points. <laughs> just, the just, just, just. Been sco- they've been scoring 40 points a game, TJ. You know that th- during the end of the season. Hey, making but that comeback this- now. Hey, we in a four by four, uh, Martin. I'm getting a baton. Here I come. Exactly right. Coming up the stretch, uh, we'll go to Browns Chiefs, uh, 57 and a half. TJ said he didn't see all these points and took the under. Rob, you also took the under. I wonder if Mahomes stays in there, if this if this changes, but you guys both cashed on that one. Yeah! Oh, TJ, this is heartbreaking. The total was 51 and a half. 
TJ, you spent a whole three minutes on the podcast talking about how every game you thought you loved the under, but because this was the last one, you said this one was going to go over. Rob, you said the Saints will stop Tom Brady with a couple of picks and a pick six and took the under. Now, I understand that, Rob, you got the under correct. However, I think TJ handicapped the game better. All right, but it's about who got it right. TJ, half a I point. cashed another one. Half See, a point. Look at this. Hey, half a point. That ain't that about something. <laughs> half a point. Man. Wow. Hey, what a big okay. week with RP. What a big week. Well, both of your lemon pepper parlays did not cash. TJ, the Rams blew up yours, and Rob, the Ravens blew up yours. So there you go. All right, here we go, TJ. Here we go. Championship weekend. Uh, let's uh, go over these games. And uh, to me. Hey, Martin, Martin, can we go back to the first week when me and Rob picked our Super Bowl participants? Do you recall? I don't have them offhand, but I will have them. Well, I, I recall. I recall. You remember okay. the, all right, we'll, we'll do that well, last after we do the picks. I remember mine's. But I think I picked – I wanted to say I picked uh, Baltimore. You picked Baltimore. Baltimore and the Saints, I think is what I picked. Yeah. Yeah. Rob, my, my, Rob definitely picked Baltimore and the New Orleans because I also picked Baltimore and New Orleans. And and yeah. Well, just, just so you know, you just pick? so you know, my two teams are alive and it will be the two teams that I picked today, just FYI. Okay. FYI, my two teams are still in the hunt, baby. I, I know. I think you picked Tampa Bay and Kansas City, I think. Right? My two teams are still in the hunt, baby. Go figure. All the way in September, Nostradamus. Anybody could pick Kansas City. That's easy. Uh, no. And, oh, and then check this out. Somebody text me September 14th. Who are the best two teams in the AFC? Guess what I sent them back? Cleveland and Kansas City. Kansas City and Buffalo. Did you? He just forwarded me that text. September wow. 14th, Kansas City and Buffalo. Man, I'm on to something. All right, here we go. Let's do it. All right. All right, TJ, championship weekend. Let's kick off with the uh, first game. Uh, let's talk about Tampa Bay at Green Bay. I think here the uh, bookies, you know, just it's a it's – a, Packers minus three. Those are standard numbers for the home team. There's nothing here. Actually, both games are exactly the same. There's no real line here, really. Uh, what do you got here, Tampa Bay at Green Bay? This this game is going to be intriguing because Green Bay's playing really good football, man. They're, they're playing really good complimentary football at that offensively. They're doing very well. Defensively, they're slowing teams down just enough. I mean, the Rams don't present much of a threat vertically down the field. They're really more of a horizontal type offense and try to see if you're going to be disciplined and have your eyes in the right spot. But they don't really attack you down the field. And the, uh, the Packers had no problem with that. Now they're going to face an offense that wants to attack you vertically down the field with three receivers that can get down the field, that want to get down the field, and a run game that can punish you. And so they're going to man up. I just hope when the Bucks man up, they don't let Devontae Adams beat them. 
you can let the other guys catch balls on you. We just can't let the other guys get big plays. If they do that, I believe the Bucs are going to win. And I picked the Bucs in September. I'm not hopping off that bandwagon now. Once Brady got there, I knew what he was going to bring to the table. Um, I feel like I really understand the game of football. They just needed leadership and direction. And uh, he's given them that. And it's going to take them to the Super Bowl. I'm going with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think you got a fraudulent pick from this standpoint. You could give Brady all the credit he wants. He went to Washington and beat a 7-9 and nine team with a quarterback who was making only his second start in the NFL. Oh, and they didn't blow those guys out. They played all right, and they lost. Uh, and, they, and now the only reason that the, the, that the Bucs are in this game is because Drew Brees and the Saints turned the ball over four times. And I'm not taking anything away from the defense. But Drew Brees couldn't have played any worse, and they and they won by 10 points. Tom Brady, when he had to actually move the ball downfield, go look at the drives, were not successful. When did he cash in? When he was on the 4 and the 20 and the 40, he cashed in on those where they weren't that far to go. Here's the other part. The secondary for Tampa is questionable and shaky. And, I, and you just said it. I think Devontae will have a big day back there because you're going to have to respect the run, and that's going to open it up downfield. We've seen Aaron Rodgers. I've never seen him play better. And I've Hey, never Rob, do you know who's the best run defense in the league? I know who it is. Okay. I do know. Tampa, yeah, you're not, you're, not, you're not running the ball on the Tampa Bay. That, going, they will run the ball. They're not going to no. throw every down. They, they, no, just, no, no. Like, just like, just like um, the Rams – had never given up three straight scores on to start the game. Just like the Rams had never given up uh, the, the the long the long plays, a 58-yard touchdown. I I could go through all of the things that they shattered. They will do the same thing. Aaron Jones will run the football and get some yards. Oh, he'll run the football, but he won't be effective. Okay, but Aaron, but but they will run the football because you can't be one-dimensional. You just can't stop. So you'll run the football, but I do believe Aaron Rodgers shines and they win this game by at least seven. I'm going to say they win it by 10 in Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers gets back to the Super Bowl. Now, would you agree with me that the majority of big games, more big games are lost than they, they are than they are won? Would you agree yeah. with that? And, and so it even not even this year in years past, look at what we just talked about with Lamar. That game was lost. I mean, so the fact that Tom Brady saw what was going on, that's that's a trait that other players don't have. They don't have that trait to say, ah, I see what's going on here. Let me pull it back. My team doesn't need me to get a first-round knockout. It's okay if I win this by decision. And, and that's what he did. I'm looking forward to this game because it's what you said. The Bucks and Todd Bowles, they don't. They don't let you um, run the ball. And that's if what Green Bay is... But, but that's what everybody said when the Packers played. There were people picking the Rams, right? You, you thought I, I mean, I was one of them. Yeah. Right. I mean, a lot of people... Oh, no, the Rams, they match up. It's a bad matchup. That's all I heard from former NFL analysts. But when you, when you look at the Bucks and Dominican Sue, Shaq Barrett, Jason Pierre-Paul, and then the two fastest linebackers in the game, and Levante David and Devin White. It that's gonna be tough. That's gonna be tough how, for them to run the ball. How they how they lose so many games in this year? 
so many they lost five games. Tom Brady's record against teams with a winning record is two and five. They 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 struggled against better teams. And like I said, I'm looking at it from the standpoint of if Aaron Rodgers throws three picks or throws two picks like he did in Tampa, they'll lose. If Aaron Rodgers plays the way he has the last 10 weeks or whatever it's been, they will win. All right. So if Aaron Rodgers doesn't throw a pick, you 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 think Green Bay is gonna win? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. If they don't turn the ball over, give them an easy feel, they will win the game. I think they're All right. I think this is Aaron Rodgers' best team he's ever had. I don't um, know about that. He don't have Greg Jennings and Donald Driver. Yeah. I, Lazard is pretty good. And and he, uh, <laughs> and Aaron Jones. No, I'm just saying. And Aaron Jones, he never had a running back like this. He has not. But Greg Jennings and Donald Driver and Jordy Nelson, those three on the same team? No, I'm not saying. I'm not knocking Ooh. it. He didn't put up the numbers that he put up this year. This guy has 50 touchdowns and five picks this season. He's smarter now. The league is different. But those three receivers on one team might be his best team, but not the best skilled players he's played with. Okay. I'm saying best team all around. Yeah, he you never, might be right. He never played. He's never had a defense 10, like he's never had a defense, defense like this either. Right? Yeah, That's what I'm you're right. About. Top 10 defense. They got a couple of guys who can run the ball. Yeah, and, and and Devontae, I mean, I know it's not three guys, but he's had an unbelievable season. All right, let's go I mean, to game. Two. Yeah, they're good in the secondary too. Very good in the secondary. You're right. right. I mean, that that yeah, got to be good. They gonna and lose I'm, though. Okay, I mean, I'm 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 sure you're hoping. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Kansas City minus three, uh, but hosting Buffalo. Where are you on this game? I mean, again, I'm I'm kind of forced to go with. Uh, my preseason pick because it's still alive. And the crazy thing is I can't remember the last game the Chiefs covered. I think they're terrible against the spread. And so this tells me this is going to be a close game or they may or may not lose. But I'm going with the Chiefs because I picked them early in the season. And it's just it's the only thing that concerns me is the Chiefs can't run the ball effective enough to keep teams off balance. They haven't hit a team with a big plan, or at least not a good team. They're not scoring a ton of points. Quiet is kept. The Bills average more points per game than the Chiefs do. And, and so I'm a fan of Josh Allen, man. I, I've watched his development um, firsthand in person in the offseason. I've seen how hard he works. Um, so I'm pulling for him to do well. But I got to roll with the Chiefs because that was my preseason pick. And uh, that would be something at the start of the season – you pick two teams of uh, participating in the Super Bowl, and it can come to fruition now. So I'm, I'm rolling with the Kansas City Chiefs, baby. I'm gonna say that you're going to wind up with uh, missing both of them because I'm <laughs> gonna go with the Bills in the upset, and part of it is Patrick Mahomes and and his concussion, and part of it is just what you're talking about, the explosive plays, and you're right. Since week eight, they haven't beaten anybody by double digits. You know, they haven't been as potent as they were a year ago. Let's just be honest. I'll be honest with you, Rob. If I hadn't picked Kansas City in the preseason, I'm not so sure I'd be making this pick, but I got to roll with it. I mean, I really I really like the way Buffalo is playing. And the way Josh Allen is playing, Can we, let's have a sidebar really quick. Is he a top five quarterback to you? Yes. This okay, year, he's, in the, he's in the top five. He's in the top. Who, five. Who, who's your top five? So I would say um, Aaron Rodgers, Mahomes, um, 
Who am I missing? Watson, uh, Josh Allen. Who else am I missing? I'm missing somebody. Uh, those are definitely who, my top four. Okay, who was Russell Wilson? We got a uh, okay. Yeah, probably. I mean, he had a bad finish, but yeah, okay. Yeah, he did have a bad finish. I mean, you could probably throw another whomever else in there, but and and that's my point. Like Josh Allen worked hard this offseason. He put the work in. He was out here training, and you gave you give him a top receiver, and it's like whoa. Like he's playing with so much confidence that. It's hard to go against them. They're a complete team, but again, my my preseason pick is still in line. I got to roll with it. I, I understand you want to hold firm, but I'm just telling you, I really I, I got the Bills in the upset. I think it could be a Bills Packers Super Bowl, uh, and it wouldn't be where like like what you're picking, right? It, a Bills Packers would mean one home team won and one road team won. You know what I mean? It ain't just the two home teams, which most people would pick everybody. I'm sure everybody in Vegas is putting down money on the, you know, the Packers and the Packers and the chiefs, they're at home. They're the, they're the number one seed in both, right. All those kind of things, but you know, somebody is, is not, might not make, it. there's a chance that somebody will be upset, but anyway, there we go. And let, before we wrap this up, Oh, we got the over under. I'm sorry. This is the one that I want to uh, take a look at with the over under and Go back to the Packers and the Bucks. The over/under. Of course, I can't read it. It's fifty-one. It's uh, fifty-one and a half. Fifty-one and a half. This here is a. <laughs> I guess it's a tricky number when it comes to the Bucks, huh? This fifty-one and a half just gonna pop up again. This here, uh, Green Bay. You don't know what the weather's gonna be like. Brady's used to. It's inclement weather playing in New England his entire career until this year. I, I, I see this game being somewhat of a defensive defensive battle. I wouldn't say struggle, but a defensive battle. Um, both quarterbacks will, I won't say play it safe, but they'll be smart and try to avoid turnovers. I like the under in this one just, just because Tampa Bay tries to force you to be one-dimensional. You're going to run the ball, but you're not going to be very effective at running the ball, but Green Bay will attempt to do it and, and we'll choose some of the clock. And I believe Tampa Bay has kind of found something with Ronald Jones and Fournette running that ball as well. Um, a little ball control football. So I'm taking under on this. I'm going to go with the over. I, what I saw them do to the Rams, and I know they scored 32, but TJ, there was another pass to Lazar off his hands. Right, that that's, that could have been 39. And then there was another one. Aaron had somebody, I can't remember the receiver was open. You remember he overthrew He missed him. him. Yeah, he missed, he missed him. him. So there were two other balls downfield that they could have had big plays. And I know you don't make every one of them, but even if he made one of those two, they would have had 40 points against the best defense in the league. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say the Packers can score 30 points against Tampa Bay and if Tampa loses and the score is uh, 30, 30 to 23 or something like that, you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to say over 30, 23. There we go. A lot of disagreeing right. today. I know over under 53 and a half in Kansas City. 
Seems like a lot of points. Where are you on this? This, to me, is an easy under. Kansas City hasn't scored a ton of points as of late. Buffalo as well. And you know what shocked me? Is that Buffalo game? I could be wrong, but I believe they came out first 13 plays, all passes. Zach Moss gets hurt, and Buffalo doesn't want to run the ball now. Right. Devin Singletary starts the year as a starter, and it seems like all they want to do is drop back and throw the ball. And so not so sure that that's a recipe for success, but I get with Josh Allen's mobility, they they figure, okay, he can kind of get us some controlled runs by scrambling, get us a few yards here and there. But this is a big number for a team in the Chiefs that hadn't scored a lot of points um, as of late. Buffalo has been putting up points, but the Chiefs' defense is much, much improved. Um, I'm going to take the under on this as well. I'm with you. We agree on this one. I'm going under. I saw the Chiefs' offense struggle against Atlanta. You remember at the end of the year? Yeah. Uh, They won that game 17-14, and they needed a missed field goal by Atlanta to even win the game. So, uh, and that was with Mahomes. That wasn't, you know, the, that was the, the his last game, the game uh, 15. Um, I'm with you. It seemed like a lot of points. And the Chiefs haven't blown anybody out. We don't know where Patrick Mahomes is. I mean, it's easy to say he'll be fine, he'll be great, and everything will be all right. I don't think that you know that. I don't think anybody knows that. And what what happens if he gets hit early or something? Do you know what I mean? Like, we we don't know, do we? We know they're on no, alert. No, if, if, if any one of these quarterbacks um, exit the game, it's over for that team. The quarterback, you, you you look at these quarterbacks in the Bucks and in the Packers and Brady and Rodgers and then the Bills and the Chiefs and Allen and Mahomes, any one of these quarterbacks exit the game, I'm venturing to say that team, it's over, it's a wrap. They're losing. No doubt. All right, so... Do we want to make a side bet or we want to do our, our limit, our parlay? Let's do the parlay. I'm sorry. All right. Yeah. Now it's time for the your parlay. What you got? So my parlay, it, this is a tough one. I'm going with who I perceive to be. Who's going to give me the best chance of covering? Um, So my limit proper parlay is my Super Bowl pick, baby. I'm going all in. It's either all or nothing. Um, I'm going the Bucks and the Chiefs. I'm not going to do an over and under. I'm going with the Tampa Bay Bucks. And I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm really, I really wanted to count. I really want to accomplish this. This is kind of because I don't know how many people pick a preseason Super Bowl matchup, and it happens. Um, so I'm a roll with it against my better judgment because I believe one of these over unders, the under is going to hit. But uh, I'm going all in with them. Buffalo in the upset and the under. And I'll bet you some Buffalo-style wings on it. That's how much I I'm, I love Buffalo in this game. Oh, I'll take that. I'll take that. Yeah. Buffalo to pull the upset, plus the three points, on the road in Kansas City, and a wobbly Patrick Mahomes. And then the under, 53 and a half, no way, no how do they score 53 and a half points in Kansas City. I ain't buying it. I'm going to take both of those as my lemon pepper parlay. And you know what I always say? It's always always better. better with the cheddar. That's right. Well, if you knew better, you would do better and you wouldn't be doing that. And because of that, I'm going to get them wings up off you. Oh, funny story, Rob. 
How about Plexico brought you up on the show on Saturday? No, I meant he to did tell not. What did yes, he say? He, Uh-oh. He said Rob Parker is a snake. He knew James Harden was getting traded to the Nets. He got me for some off-whites. He knew that. He's in the media. He brought that up on Saturday. I meant to tell you that. I know he's he tell, now, right? He said, tell your boy Rob Parker he got me for some off-whites. He knew he was getting traded to the Nets. <laughs> Meant to tell you that, but I'm gonna get these wings up off you though. All right, so we got we got a wing bet. Let's just bet. We, let's bet on the Kansas City uh, game. Is that what you want to bet? For the yeah, we can do that. We can do let's that. Yeah, because that's where we can that do that. Game, I think we need to pick one game because it because if we pick both games, you know what I mean. I could win one. You could win one. So let's bet on that game. I'm gonna. I got uh, the Bills in the upset. You got Kansas City. Let's go. I wouldn't call it upset. Not the way the Chiefs have been playing lately. I just need Mahomes to be Mahomes again. That's all. Be all Mahomes right. again. Air that well, thing out to Tyreek Hill, baby. I cannot wait for Sunday. We'll see the games. But me and you, me and you, we're betting those wings. They don't have to be Buffalo style. They could be lemon pepper. That's they what I want. I want the lemon pepper bars. ones. That's right. We'll yeah. do that. You know I want all flats, so we'll be good. I got you. All right, I got you.